who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Users lose all sense of reality and enter another world. Underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 Yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 240. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the PlayStation powerhouse, Ryan Clements. Ooh. And he's flexing his arm. Yeah. Dude. God, nice. it looks good. You're back on the workout train, huh? Uh, nope. Eating the starches, eating the carbs. Nope. You're just in there. Playing starches and carbs. How many potatoes do you eat good. a night? <laughs> <laughs> Those probably wouldn't be the things I'd want to eat. <laughs> How many milkshakes did you have? <laughs> what, how many diet milkshakes did you have? Diet milkshakes. milkshakes. Oh, the hell does that mean? That's the sultry tones of he only does everything. Call Moriarty. Eh. How are eh? you? What do you mean? Eh? You're, not, you're not feeling it today, bud? I'm just so tired. I'm in a good, I was, I'm in a good place today. I was, I was talking... I'm not sure I'm ever in a good place. But I was talking about... I was talking to uh, someone in the, in the thread for you know last week's Beyond on IGN. And someone was like, you know... Something about like our energy level and that I'm always tired and stuff. And I'm like, to be honest, like I have, I really have no energy at all because. But I'm usually energetic. But I'm usually not. Yeah. But I still feel like I have energy. Time to get you energized. Don't please don't. Oh Uh-oh. man, this is a good sweet uh, seat switch we did too. Jesus Christ, good seat switch. I, it's the, it's, it's, it's the lack of carbs, man. It's a distinct lack of carbs in my diet. I just, I'm See, just I eat carbs. And that's, I don't feel and that's totally and that's totally of of an an, an, an all right. I'm gonna start this over. Here Want we go. Start the show again. I lost Finish. my I lost my ability to speak. Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast. I'm just kidding. We're not <laughs> what I was going to say is that very interesting point because I think that you should either be taking some sort of vitamin or there's, I'm sure there's energy supplements you can take in place of the energy. There's like some kind of carbs. Gatorade chew I keep seeing on TV. Mm. You get those. <laughs> get the that electrolytes. Yeah. Woo. How does Gatorade chew taste? That's what I want to know. Probably awesome. They used to have Gatorade gum. It was really good for gum. I mean, I wasn't a meal or anything. I wasn't like eating it and then going to bed. It wasn't like Willy Wonka's gum. You know what we should do, guys? <laughs> We should just walk out that door, get on the plane to Japan, and just go. What are we going to do when we get there? Drink hmm. profusely. Hmm. And also eat some sushi. Maybe uh, oh. go to, a, go to a, you know, just hang out in Shibuya. 
All right. Shuhei Yoshida, we're coming. Y- Yoshida-san. <laughs> <laughs> Greg knocks his mic away. It's time to go. If only it wasn't a billion dollars to get out there. Mm, mm, that'd be nice. It's pretty expensive. Speaking of, mm. we were talking about tiredness and the Beyond Thread from last week. We, talk, we asked you, the listeners, two important questions. Number one, should we move the show to Tuesday? Thus, because it's, we've discovered on Thursdays now, we're, first off, I have up at noon, and so then we have a very small window in the morning of doing it, and if we don't do it, then we don't do it till super late in the day when I'm exhausted, Colin's even more exhausted, and Clements is in a good place. It's happened again this week. It's Thursday afternoon. We're all very tired. I'm, me, I'm Colin, feeling good. Me and Colin are discussing pizzas. We're in order to. Um, and the overwhelming majority of you, not overwhelming, I guess, you know, the 50 to 60% of you, I forget the exact number, voted that, yeah, sure, move it. Some of you were like, no, don't do that. It makes my Friday morning so great. I want to point out, it's not milk. You, can, you don't have to listen to the podcast when you get it. You can listen to it any day you want. Yeah. So I think we'll, we'll start producing them on Tuesdays. It's not like an, it's not guacamole that you made Ooh, is this really gonna happen are we changing it to tuesday i think, so. yeah, I think a big we should, deal. i guess we never really talked about it internally but we never seemed like we had a problem with it yeah i, I don't, really I don't at all it's yeah. just this is a big step i know we've, we've been we haven't changed we've been a, a thursday long show for a long time a long, yeah. long time yeah um do we know if any other fine ign one up or games by podcast record on tuesday that is the research i haven't done <laughs> i'm pretty i'm pretty <laughs> sure that bad. no no nvc's real day is tuesday but they are afternoons and they're usually Rich is traveling, this is happening, blah, blah, blah. Like, they're all over the place. Okay. So I don't think we'll have a problem, but I will verify before anything officially happens. Got it. Remember, you're probably subscribed on iTunes, so it doesn't matter. You'll see a new f- podcast. I, you know what? You, will do, you want to do next week can be our farewell Thursday. Colin won't be here. Yeah, either Tuesday or Thursday won't be here. I'm exactly. going home. Yeah. I'm, I'm going ya. home to the place where I belong. Join me, Colin, where your loving's always been enough what is for this? me. I don't even know what that song is. I started Daughtry. taking my shirt oh, off. I don't know that All song. All the places and these places are getting old. So I'm going home. Welcome to IGN's PlayStation Podcast. We're going to talk about PlayStation. No, I, 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 love, I, know, I, I love hanging out and chatting. This is, this is why people listen to us. How is uh, you know how how are you how are you guys doing? I'm good. Yeah. Next week will be the final tired. Thursday. We say goodbye to Thursday next week. Yeah. Period. Okay. And, unless something's changed and we discover. We'll do one Tuesday podcast, then we'll go to E3 and everything will be batshit crazy, and we'll do a Thursday podcast. Yeah. yeah. Actually, we'll, we'll should we just, just wait till after E3? Because we're going to do the show on Thursday at E3 anyway. Are we? Are we supposed to talk to Shuhei? Uh, no. Or am I supposed to say that? No, you're fine. Yeah, oh, we're, okay. we're of course trying to try it. We're Shuhei, if you're listening, we're trying to book you through traditional means this year, so I don't get yelled at by Sony PR via text message. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're via text message. We're talking to him on Tuesday, but we won't post the show. I, I like being able to talk about the entire show, like a wrap up. So we'll do it Thursday. So after E3, that's when everything changes. This changes everything. Everything. This does change everything. With a bu- <laughs> oh, with Greg a bow is there. looking serious. Uh, Next yeah, question. Yeah. What? I was just going to say, I just, uh, I'll miss you guys next week, but. This comes into play for the next thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. The other thing we asked you last week, who should oh, right. review Resistance Retribution on the Vita? Uh, Overwhelmingly, Colin Resistance Burning Skies. Re- what did I say? Retribution. All right, the good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who should review Burning Skies? Kidding. I don't, I haven't even started Burning Skies. Here's a quick t- side note. I'm all excited to play Burning Skies, right? I'm at J- E3 Judges Week. I have to leave early because I have to go do up at noon on Thursday. So I get in LA. I go to LAX. I go late. First off, I change my flight on my phone, Clements. I have to rebook. Ooh, how I have was to that? Cancel it. it was, was a pain the technologies? Ass. No, it was not good because right. I called and then I got disconnected. It was a long thing. All right, but I, I got to see some Sony games instead. So I stayed late. Get the plane. My plane gets delayed. I keep looking at my Vita and I'm like, I'm gonna play this as a reward. I got my Last of Us preview up. I wrote another preview. Uh, I seen all these games. I'm like, I'm gonna get on that plane. It'll be nice and dark. I'm going to turn it on. I'm going to enjoy an hour of resistance. So the plane takes off. Darkness. Everybody goes to bed. I hear the ding that I can use my electronic 
take it out, boot it up. I downloaded it, boot it up, hit the button, and it goes, oh, you need firmware. You need the new firmware. And you can't download firmware in the air. So I was very upset. Wow. That's a classic. That's the classic Classic story. PlayStation. Oh, mm-hmm. Where Extent- we started with that. <laughs> we asked you to, who should review Resistance Burning Skies on the Vita. Colin, myself, or another IGN editor. Colin won overwhelmingly. So listening to you, I'm going to review it. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's not, we, we, Colin, you explain what happened. Here. Okay. So we have Resistance. We got it earlier this week. Um, and I'm almost done with it. Uh, but it's it, everything's contingent on online multiplayer. And I talked mm-hmm, to Sony, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Can you know they, they set up? You know, typically you set up appointments before the game comes out, and you, you test the online components. And they did that, but those those appointments are next week. I'm going, going. To, I'm going to New York on Monday morning, and I will not be back until the next Monday. Um, I'm going to be off the grid. I need the time away to cleanse my mind and right. see my old also, friends. You have, and don't you have a, a and I'm going to a we- yep, yes. and I'm going to a wedding for my old college roommates. It'll there be fun. Um, but I'm seeing a bunch of my old buddies and stuff, and I just really need to get away, you know? Um, so Sony could not arrange for an online multiplayer session this week, and thus uh, I will not be able to review the game in time for the embargo. So Greg will just have so, to do it anyway. by the two greatest words in the English language, default, I win. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, uh, you win y'all in voted, a sense. Y'all voted for me because I'm the favorite. Is default the two words, or I win is the two Default. words? Or it was, it's, it's a Simpsons three joke. Words. It was a oh, Simpsons joke. Right. My bad, my bad. Um, and, uh, <laughs> but, you know, I'm looking forward to my plane trip out east and back because, you know, we have Resistance. I'll probably have actually finished it by then. Um, and I'll probably have had the Platinum by then as well. But, check your firmwares. But, uh, check your firmware. Don't forget to check. Don't forget to switch your firmwares. And uh, we have Gravity Rush, too, which is really exciting. And I, I, I haven't, I, I played it a little bit, but we, we, don't, uh, we don't know yet. So. You mean uh, Gravy Rush? Gravy Rush, yeah. Is that what you're as calling the, it? No, that's what, isn't that what's printed on the, uh, yeah, on the says, label? Yeah, it says, no, it says, gra- it says Grav Rush or whatever. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure it said Gravy Rush. Oh, maybe, maybe, and maybe, maybe. All right, well, either way, it was it's funny. A, it's a different game. I put it in, it's, an, a, min, it's a mini about, about serving mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Gravy Rush. Um, so that's you're, you're managing a store. And I think, don't hold me to this because I, I you know, the, the PlayStation blog hasn't done their podcast yet or I haven't listened to it yet, but I think that chess crossplay game comes out next Tuesday too for Ooh, PS3. Cross you grab that? What, yeah, you which I'm, I'm super excited about. Chess crossplay. Cross oh. So anyway, we're sorry that we couldn't, you know, I wanted to do it. We tried. Uh, we, we resolved that I would be able to do it. I have my own opinions on the game. Greg hasn't started it yet. We can't talk about it anyway. No. Uh, and, this uh, is the problem with democracy is that it's just a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. We proved it right here today. Well, I think Gore won in 2000 with... Uh, or, exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. The popular, the popular Who won? Vote, but Bush uh, won the electoral vote. Yeah. So I'm Bush. <laughs> Anyways, uh, our good friend yes, you are. Ben writes into beyond.ign.com. Ben says, looks like Colin is going to review Resistance Burning Skies. Nope. Uh, when can we expect this review to be live? This review is going live on pretty much release date, 529. That's the release of it, right? Yep. And then he says, "Who also, who's going to review Gravity Rush and when does that go live? Uh, newsflash, Ben, I'm reviewing that one too. Uh, we tried. We tried so many. Greg and I, so Greg has been gone. But we're in constant contact with each other, both the men- well. both mentally and also over email and text message. Yeah, and we and uh, physically and physically, like so raw raw physical contact. We're yeah, taking raw we, dumps of data everywhere. So what, what people don't know about Greg and I and Mike Mitchell is that we live in we live together, and people know that. But what they don't know is that we only have one bedroom. <laughs> so so much like Grandma Joe and Grandma Josephine and all yeah, those yeah. guys, we sleep in the same bed together. So we 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 are connected in that sense as yes, well yes um but we tried and i started playing gravity rush and i felt really bad because like this is all i'm just leaving and i have to like it's it's not really it, it's turned into a vacation but it was really for a wedding 
And this is all this work's being heaped on Greg, but he's kind of anxious to do both of the games. Yeah. So they're, in, they're I want to play both of them. So I was already jazzed from both. Gravity Rush goes live next week on Thursday, the 24th. So we'll be able to talk about that and beyond. I'm excited to hear your thoughts. I me hope too. you like it. Yeah, me too. I know Caleb played Japanese version and not being able to read Japanese, he still enjoyed it. So yeah. we'll see what it feels like in the old English language. The old English. The old <laughs> I hope it's not an old English. The old gravity days. Ye gravity rush. Old, old English. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it gravity days the rest of my life. I don't care. Yeah, right. gravity days is such a better name. And uh, old English is, would not at all be recognizable. What you're speaking is middle English. Okay. Well, thanks, Grandpa Colin. You're welcome. Wait, Suck me your... a dick. Uh, a. <laughs> <laughs> what? Canadian? No, what is that? Caesar would have gotten that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's begin the show with what we always begin the show with. What is once now and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Um, all right, so we're going to do the Roper Report a little differently. And, oh if, this, and if this works, I'm actually just going to keep doing it like this yeah. because it's so You're much You're going to save some trees? I don't really care about the trees. Wow. Uh, Did you just write it all down on your phone? No. I just I'm just gonna go through the blog. Roll Funny story, yeah. IGN's broken at the moment. Every time you first click a link, it five it five hundred airs. Four hundred four. No, it's five hundred. Five hundred internal. What does that mean? I don't know, man. It's it's like magic. It's something new. It's something fresh. It, but it's only first time. If you refresh it, it's fine. Always refresh a page before you go check out what's happening on Kotaku. <laughs> <laughs> um. So let's just take let's just take it as it comes, shall we? Mm-hmm. There are an un, there are an unknown. Number. You, you like to take it as it comes, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. You fucking know I do. Uh, <laughs> there are an unknown amount of items on the Roper Report this week. <laughs> Uncharted territory. This story by IGN staff says Deep Silver denies Dead Island 2 plans. Deep Silver is denied a story that is working with Jaeger Development. Yes, Jaeger Development. On a sequel to Dead Island, Guido Eichmeier, (laughs) development director of Deep Silver, told IGN, quote, We are neither working with Jaeger on Dead Island 2, nor do we have any contractual agreement with Jaeger about any project at this point. Jaeger, by the way, is Y-A-G-E-R, not the the Jaeger that gets Clements excited. (laughs) I do like Jaeger. I drink Jaeger every day. So that's... (laughs) Then I don't work on Dead Island 2. So that's that story. Does anyone care? I don't know. No, I mean, I, I think Dead Island 2 is a no-brainer. Remember, we had, a long time ago, we ta- had a news story about how they had copywritten uh, or trademarked uh, Dead World. Dead World, right. Like, it's like, it, Dead Island sold so bonkers that, yeah, it makes total sense. I that. do want to go back and play it more. It's a cool game. Yeah. I, I just It just came out at a bad you time. You and I should play together when there's nothing to come, so never. So, so never, never. Yeah, never. That'll never happen. No. But, like, this summer is my only chance to play, like, all these games I need. I'm so screwed on that shit. It's not even funny. Okay. Uh... This story by Justin Rubio is titled, Download PlayStation 3 Games Before Launch. This one's hot. This is the hotness. Uh, it says, Sony is following the lead set by the PC gaming world and will now allow you to download games prior to release. Just as it, uh, as it is with Steam, downloaded PlayStation 3 games will be accessible for playing once the title launches with the monetary transaction taking place two days prior. According to Polygon, Sorcery will be the first game to take advantage of the new feature. By the way, my Sorcery review goes up on Monday. Uh, Sorcery will be available May 22nd exclusively for the PlayStation 3. Hotness. Nope. Don't care. I gave it a but I don't, redacted. Yeah. It doesn't matter. What don't you care about? The No, the, just just sorcery. Oh, not going to play sorcery. Why not? You're not even going to give a shout? No. You're that, you're that? Okay, fine. I don't want to play the move game. Okay. I'm more, ex- I'm more excited in general about this idea that you could buy a game early and have it, you know, reset to go and download, install. And that part's great. Yeah. But here's the thing, Greg. Yeah, lay, lay, lay the thing on me. Because I do the PSN update on IGN PlayStation yeah, every you week. And what you notice is that retail games are coming out at $60 a pop. Yeah. So it, it doesn't make any sense. Like Saints Row 3 just came out at $60. See, that game is probably impossible to find in retail at $60 at this point. So what the hell are you paying for? It's the, it, What you're talking about, is, I think, are apples and oranges in a way. 
putting the new game out at sixty dollars, day day and date, sixty dollar game. That I'm not as upset with. I wish it was cheaper. It's got to be cheaper. It well, it should be. Yeah, but I think it's well. I I wish it was. I don't know if it should be. I wish it was cheaper. But it's still getting the product day and date, and it's because I'm too lazy to go to the store. I don't want to go to the store. It's a convenient. It's a if any, it's a convenience charge in a way they can charge more. Sure, for but, but but can you imagine downloading sorcery on PSN? Good God, how long is that going to take? Also. Put on your thinking caps real quick. Ah, man, I hate doing this. Put on your thinking caps real quick. I usually throw it away when I come in beyond, but all right. <laughs> so, you know, I often complain mm. about, you know, that games are... <laughs> that I often say games are cheaper and that, and that you know, obviously developers, it's not altruistic and developers need to make their money and stuff like that. But the one problem I do have with this is when they're charging full retail price on a digital download of a version of a game, even if it's brand new. Because you saw that with Mass Effect 3, it was day and date or whatever, at $60. You, they're cutting out the middleman. So actually, what's happening? This is this is actually this is an example of gouging. This is interesting because now you know it's less than ten dollars probably per you know. Um, well, it's actually probably more than that when you when you get you know GameStop or your retailer in there. But let's assume that ten dollars goes to like the person printing the disc, the shipping, and all that stuff, and then uh, Sony and the developer take the rest of the money, so like fifty dollars. And I don't know exactly like how much money everyone gets. Yeah, yeah. But now you're sa- now like what's happening is that the the person pr- printing the game is is now cut out, and the retailer is now cut out, and so now Sony and the developer are actually getting more money from you downloading the game. Interesting. Interesting. And that I do have a problem with. That's just weird and fucked up. If I they, wonder if there's something that we're not taking into account. Well, yeah, server costs the, st- the the people you yeah, need to like get it on digitized. Maybe I mean I don't I don't. Maybe there are other uh, costs affiliated with putting it on uh, online. Maybe, but I, I put a pin in this one. We'll ask you. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a good question. Oh, that hurt. Uh, <laughs> if, for those at home and not in the room with us three, Clements poked Colin with an imaginary pin. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So that just rubs me the wrong way. Like that. That you know, everyone says that you know, get you know, day one DLC and all that stuff's anti-consumer. I disagree. What I say is anti-consumer is this charging sixty dollars for a game digitally, even if it's brand new. All right, this is going on. The, we're starting a new note on my notepad here. It's called Shoe Hate Questions. That's number one. <laughs> Shall we move on? Yeah. Uh, Metal Gear Solid HD Collection Vita release date. Exclamation point is, is the, uh, the strap. I use that a lot. <laughs> uh, aching to play Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty and Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater on the PlayStation Vita. More 2 than 3 for me. Yeah. Well, the Metal Gear Solid HD Collection arrives June 12th. That's fucking awesome. This is your chance to be Snake on the go and earn some trophies, but keep in mind that the Vita Collection doesn't include Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker like the PlayStation 3 version did. I wonder why. That's it. Cool. Cool. Moving on. Uh, this is a cool one for you, especially, Greg, because I know you like uh, The Walking Dead so much. Uh, Telltale Games, The Walking Dead Sells a Million by Colin Moriarty. That's you! Today, developer Telltale Games revealed that the first episode of its Walking Dead adventure series has sold one million copies. The game can be purchased on PlayStation Network and Xbox Live as well as for the PC, but you only want it on PSN. Quote, The Walking Dead is Telltale's fastest selling game series to date with the first episode of five titled A New Day topping the sales charts at the number one best selling title on Xbox Live Arcade, etc. and so on. Uh, what about release date? You, you you scoop this for episode two. Yeah, uh, four more episodes of The Walking Dead are forthcoming. The second episode, Starving for Help, is due out in June. Walt writes into beyond.igene.com, I'm happy to see that Telltale's Walking Dead game is selling well, and I love the first episode. It's also pretty good for trophies. Here's a Colin slash Greg trophy whore question. It looks like once all five Walking Dead episodes are out, everyone will receive a platinum just for playing through each episode and finishing the game. What he means is if you play all five right. in one, you get, you'd get a platinum. They're one trophy set. I didn't want him to think you're getting five platinums. Stop confusing me. What's happening? Walt's confusing everyone. So that's what's <laughs> Am I in here. a podcast right now? <laughs> How do you two feel about this? Is it too is it a cheap is it too cheap a way to get a platinum? Do you feel we should have to do extra things beyond finishing the game to earn platinum? Beyond. Keep up the good work. Uh no, I don't think that that's a cheap 
cheap platinum. I agree with but that. But I've been having, a, and it, you know, Greg, I've been having, I don't know how you feel about this because you haven't really played the game yet, but I've been having a bit of a conundrum with, you know, we like easy trophies. Quantic trophy. Quantic conundrum. conundrum, yes. We like easy trophies. Greg, wait. Yeah. And, you know, easy trophies are good, but I feel, and playing Burning Skies, because now that the trophies are out there, I don't really, I, I'm not going to talk about the game itself, but the trophies list has been out there or whatever. Yeah. They're too easy. They're too easy. And I'm telling you that some of the secret trophies that you think they're like, you know, maybe something else are yeah, yeah. not what you think they're they are. They're not playing on hard and, or anything. No. Like and, good, good, good. And yeah. so I'm playing the game through on hard right now, yeah. and I already got one of the secret trophies, a gold trophy, for beating one of the new Chimera, yeah. like in like a few seconds. It's just, there's a fine line where it's like, you know, you play shitty game, you get the trophy or whatever. But like the, the trophy's too easy. Like now I, re- and there's no, there's no trophies for Intel, which good. is, which is insane. So now there's no reason to play the game again for me. If there's mm-hmm. like hard might be the hardest difficulty level, the intel doesn't really need to be collected. And if you want the trophies or whatever, I just I think that nihilistic went in the wrong direction with the trophy list in this one. Like interesting, it's, it's too, interesting. Like they, they they did something nice that 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 Insomniac hasn't done, which is like giving you trophies for actually doing like beating parts of the game. Made their re- multiplayer ones reasonable. Yeah, you get a gold trophy for playing once on multiplayer gold. Yeah, I mean, that's brilliant. a little that's a little nuts. Brilliant. Uh, I just don't think it matters. Marcus but, Smith. But I do think it matters because like Resistance has been known for these they're really hardcore trophies, especially Resistance Three. You could you could beat Resistance Three and get like nothing for beating like beating the game. Like you get like ten percent of the trophy. Do you that's think, no good. You think it's known for that? You think you know it for that? Well, well I think other people. Well, I mean, people on people that? on the trophy PS3, people on PS3 trophies that org and stuff like that definitely know it. Big is, shout like, out to them. It's a it's a yeah. I use that site all the time. It's a hardcore game and this is like the anti-hardcore i mean it's one of those trophies. things i think there's so many hardcore games out there that you don't need to worry about it i think i think having a, a totally obtainable platinum isn't a big deal you know what i mean and so i don't know i'm not familiar with the burning skies one i thought prototype did a great job of it you know what i mean like yeah because you have to go do extra shit like it's basically like do everything i mean it, that's what infamous was too yeah and infamous too and i thought infamous and infamous 2 did it really well like it's fair yeah. you're not doing anything too crazy the first infamous had those like skills based ones which were annoying too. as fuck but you know, the Infamous 2, I think, was actually kind of perfect. Anyway. Now, Clement, somewhere in there, you took a deep breath and were, you shook your head. What's going on? Oh, yeah. What's, just what's rattling I, around in that brain That's because I think that trophies don't really matter as much as they're being made out to be. They're a nice, they're a nice bonus, though, for replay. For right. some people. Well, some people. that's true. I guess I guess if you were doing, if you were getting them for replay value and it's taking away from the replay value, I could understand that. I've okay. never been, you know, I've just never had it. I've never resonated with it as much as you have, mm. so it doesn't matter as much to me. Mm. What does matter to you? Nothing. A lot of things, actually. In like a gaming this, world. Oh, because uh, I was about to say the spreading of positive energy, the pursuit of happiness. Spreading of something. Those sorts of things. Those are important to me in life. The pursuit of knowledge. Trevor Cannon oh, writes yeah. in to beyond.ign.com, and he says, Ryan, did yes. Diablo 3 live up to the hype? Yes. Uh, except, I mean, obviously, it was it was very upsetting for a lot of people. When talk, yeah, talk me through this. I was gone. So the okay. game comes out. You take the day off work, like I've done for a few games here and there. Yes. And I all I see online though is the Air Thirty Seven. Yes, Air Thirty Seven. So basically, it was they were having just a lot of issues on, especially on launch night when no one could just log in on launch night, which was the originally the plan is people would be able to log in twelve oh one a.m. on May fifteenth. They couldn't, and and then on launch day things were waste. I mean, people were getting on and people were playing, but there were big chunks of the day on Thursday. One from like. I don't know, like nine or ten in the morning till like eleven. There was like a chunk there, and then there was a chunk later at were night. Were they working on it? Where they were like they took them down. They were doing repairs, and then they were bringing them back online. And what then, kind of repairs were they doing? Yeah, that always boggles my mind. It'd be so they interesting. They got the toolbox out. They're hitting. Yeah, they're hitting the server with a ratchet. No, I mean it's it's just it's the sort of thing where I guess maybe it would. 
we never know exactly what's going on over there, right? We we can't really know unless they were to tell us. Sure. This sure, is sure, sure. A, B, and C is what happened, and that's why they went down. So we can only speculate. And yeah, it's possible that they didn't expect this much, you know, this many people trying to play, which seems sort of ridiculous because they should sort of have an idea, judging by yeah. the response from the community, by the amount that they've sold, by the number of downloads that they had from the digital side. Like, I feel like those are stati- statistics they have access to, which leads me to believe that these were just unforeseen things that they couldn't predict. Something went wrong during launch. I mean, this was a huge undertaking for them to sure. launch this sure, stuff. Sure, sure, sure. The fact that this game is designed to, you know, it'll probably be played. Well, I mean, people people still play Diablo 2 and it's been out for 10 years. So, I mean, this game is going to be around for a really long time. So, having it problematic for the first day or two, well, very frustrating for those people who have been waiting. Like, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. Okay. But yeah, it, yeah. I, I can understand. I was even frustrated. Like, last night, I decided not to go to the gym and just play more Diablo. And this is like, the, it was the third time I went to log in. And it's like, nope. And I was like, you know, okay. but no, I mean, it's, it seems to be up and running now. It's, I think they've gotten most of the issues sorted out, sorted, sorted out. out. Now it's just a matter of uh, optimizing. Blizzard, you look like a sweaty pedo. You Air like 37, that, sorted that, out. I mean, we can we can talk about it at a, at a at a different time or maybe on Game Scoop or something. But but Diablo well, three our is kids know you. The kids know you. They know. They, yeah, they Diablo know three is is probably one of the most like rewarding games that I've I've ever played in terms of constantly giving you something to look forward to, be excited about. Uh, both incredible for single and multiplayer. I mean, it's just. It was just a. It's just an example of a supremely well-made game awesome. in on all in all um, capacities. I'm glad it worked out for you. Yes. I, I I look at it this way. I, I don't play PC games. Right, I, right, I don't right. play Diablo because I don't play baby games. But, um, <laughs> but, but I feel like if a like with the server load, like if a if a company could have solved that problem, it would have been Blizzard. And because that kind of problem happened. It just seems like it's an, an inevitability of a game that big. So I think people need to like I saw a lot of people bitching and whining on Twitter yeah. about it. You got to kind of chill out a little bit. Uh, if you waited ten years for it, you can wait like another week for them to fix it. Sure, but and uh, it wasn't even a week. Sometimes it was just a matter of hours. But like it's you know. You, but I'm you saying I only... imagine the game will be fine like this time next week. You know. Oh well, no, it's already it's already getting it's already almost fine. Like now, I think now I think it's just been up and running the whole time. That's excellent. Yeah. In a follow up to Trevor's email. Murphy Dip writes in and says, you know what Diablo 3 doesn't have? Trophies. Nuff said. Bam! Vampire Strike. They they actually have a full uh, achievement system built into the game. Get which the fuck is, out of this room. No, I mean, it's not like Xbox achievements. They're just called achievements. I know, I know, I know. They're really cool, though, because they're tied. Uh, you guys don't care. It's fine. Okay. I got my collector's edition. I'm all set to play. Oh, okay. Well... They're tied. It's cool because the achievements are actually tied in with the game. So you, you, your character always has like a really cool banner that you can customize. It's sort of like waves in the breeze behind you, and you can like summon it like when you're in battle. But achievements unlock different banner patterns and like symbols. So you could I- ideally like show off like you know, oh, I just beat the final boss on the most difficult achieve, gotcha, you know gotcha. setting. Look, and then it's on your banner. That's so, cool. I wonder yeah. if this game's going to be as good as uh, DC Universe Online. Uh, ruin. <laughs> oh, ruin. Yeah. Um. But close. Sure. Talked I like that you called these... Diablo a baby game. <laughs> well, I don't play baby. I'm just I don't play baby games. I'm just calling it like I see it. You know that the PC games, if anything, are like the grown up and console games are the baby games, right? No, no. Because they did come first. PC games are so old now that they're they're becoming they were senile. They were... And and back in a childlike state. <laughs> so when somebody says I don't play a baby's game, you think of it as an age thing? What? 
No, I'm just. It's just weird to me because just he's so, calling. He's calling us an, an M-rated game that's that's the super hardcore. I game call of every baby game, game that I don't care about a baby game. Every <laughs> single one of them that I okay. don't care about. I that's call fair. A baby game. That's fair. Um, it would be great if you went back and like you searched Colin Moriarty on IGN and showed all his reviews, and it was like Infamous Two, uh, whatever, some other game he reviewed and liked, and it was just baby's game, baby's game, baby's game. Baby, 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 baby. I've been saying that. But I've been playing Resistance on the train, by the way, and I've been saying that to like, like, and like, no loud. Yeah, just like, <laughs> I'm like, fuck. And some, and some lady like, like you, so you know the like, ama- like, you know the amazing thing is, I think at one there was one train ride where I was on the train and I see Colin like looking away, like fa- sitting facing in the other direction. So I was like slowly just like making my way through the train. With each stop, I would like get a little closer, and like eventually, I was literally standing behind him for. I, w- I just waited to see what happened because he's on his Vita, and I think at one point you were just like, fuck, <laughs> like out loud. And I was just like trying not to laugh. It was funny. I'm uh, sure it looked really creepy. The dude just, I'm just slowly like getting like really. closer and closer, like, Mr. Moriarty. You want some m ms You guys want some m ms All right, M&Ms? get back to the news. Let's get the All fuck right. out of the news. Apply for the <laughs> Dust 514 beta by Greg Miller. <laughs> If developer CCP's free-to-play first-person shooter has you all hot and bothered, and it does for me, get your email address over to the Dust514 beta page. While registering doesn't guarantee you a spot in the testing period on your PlayStation 3, it is your best shot to play the game that syncs up with EVE Online early. I wrote that. Those Very are my nice. words. Yeah, those are your words. Yeah. How do you feel about them? Pretty fucked. Yeah. I don't like this way for the rope report. I'm sorry. This is the best I can do. I'm not. I'm not. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm for trying it. I'm just wondering if you like it. Here's an, uh, it's, it's okay. Here's another interesting one. Square says Final Fantasy VII prior, uh, remake not a priority. Of course it's not because that makes too much sense. <laughs> makes money. They don't want the money. Sad news for Final Fantasy VII fans because Square Enix has stated that the new Final Fantasy that new Final Fantasy titles take precedence quote over a remake of the much loved classic. In an interview in Japanese magazine Famitsu, character designer Tatsuya Nomura said, oh, quote, Nomura. There are a lot of people who want a remake of Final Fantasy VII. However, new titles take precedence. We work our hardest to make something that might be even better than Final Fantasy VII. The new Final Fantasies must overcome the Final Fantasy of the past. Good fucking luck. <laughs> he also expressed his belief that series producer Yoshinoru Katase... Katase-san. Uh, He's is, a nice guy. ...is the future of the Final Fantasy series and urge fans to trust the direction he takes it in. No thanks. Desire for a remake has been high since the tech demo of the PlayStation 3 showed Cloud Aerith and the bustling streets of Midgar in high definition. Mm-hmm. They yeah. are making a huge mistake. Not yeah, really I mean, yeah. That's, I guess there's really nothing to say about it. It's, it's tough, you know, Colin, that we are in a unique position in this industry where I can associate a real human being with like these names and these massive creative decisions that basically sweep across the entire world right like mm-hmm. the thing the choices that kitase and um nomura and um oh my god if her toriyama the the three guys I mean, that, jerry yeah and jerry <laughs> and bob and jim <laughs> um, and bob smith the 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 choices these guys make influence a project that you know, like think about how important that project is to gaming and, and like, you know, going all over the world. So when you know the human behind it and you meet them and you have dinner with them and you talk with them, it's like it really it adds a very interesting and unique perspective uh, to this whole thing. Like kind of when Nomura says, like, you know, I, I have faith in his direction, like we may say good luck. And I, I mean, I agree with you. It's like obviously the direction we've not, we haven't been happy with. But at the same time, you have to think about it as like he's trying to support his colleague who's pouring his life into the series that has a lot of other problems too you know it's like something we should think about but i'm starting to wonder with with square if they're just tone deaf now like if they're just totally or, or tone deaf. you know or it's it might be an issue of pride and that you know they don't want to admit like that yeah. they're wrong but you it's know, you, you might be right i mean I, I you you might very well be right but like 
no one like I'm not gonna say no one because that's that's like a that's that's not reasonable. Vast majority of people who love Final Fantasy don't want more of what they're doing. They don't want it. You know? They don't want it. They are loud and clear that they do not want that Final Fantasy anymore. They want a more traditional Final Fantasy. And they can make the Final Fantasy look like Final Fantasy thirteen, but they can do it different. In a traditional way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, you don't want to make remake six and seven. That's totally fine. You guys don't want to revisit it. I think part of the reason they want to revisit it, frankly, is because they think they're going to fuck it up. And 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 that I can understand that. Yeah, and that and that makes sense to me. I mean, you can't. You have to. Final Fantasy seven needs to be rendered all over again. I mean, it, it would take years to do it. You know, which is why it's disconcerting to me that they're just saying that we're not. Like, I've always kind of hoped until they've been more vocal about it recently that that's what they've been working on, and they're clearly not. Yeah, they're, you know? they're just not. I don't think they've they have anything on it. Uh, and and and, su- and it sucks. But like, I I really am concerned. Like, I'm concerned about Square. I've been talking about you know to some people about how Square is making good decisions in terms of IDOS and in terms of like Western games. Yeah. Like yeah. reviving Sleeping Dogs was a good idea. Obviously, they have Deus Ex. They're gonna have Tomb Raider. Those are the kinds of games that that make sense. But when you think about, like, their core games, their internally developed games, like, what are you doing? You know, like, we want something else. Why, why, where is a new Final Fantasy Tactics game? Why are games like Brave Fencer Musashi that, that are, like, cult favorites? Like, why are they just totally ignored? Why are you still making PSP games? Why, you know, like, all these things, like, all these questions. PS, because PSP games sell really well in the... With their target audience, too. Yeah, that, but, like, that's 15% of the market and, and on yeah, a dead I handheld. I know, I know. I'm just, well, I mean, doesn't the PS, didn't the PSP continue to outsell the Vita? Yeah, yeah that's, that's the whole other issue. That's to Add that to the yeah. Shuhei list. All right, let me, let me, Brian Altano texted me something here. I'm going to read it. Okay. okay. Is, these are his words. Okay. Per the 62,000 people surveyed in IGN's Great Gamer Survey, people are more excited for The Last of Us, a new IP, than Halo 4, Microsoft's flagship game franchise, Beyond. And then I said, can I say that on Beyond? He said, yep, exactly why I send it. Pimp my Twitter. <laughs> Agent Bizzle. So it's been pimped. Thank you, Brian, for that news. That's good news. Good job, everybody, for supporting new IPs. Yeah, definitely. The Last of Us is... What, what's the one I'm asking? Uh, I'm sorry. Last of Us is what? What are you saying? No, no, we're, oh, no, I no. The what's Yoshida, the question for Shuhei? P- PSP versus Vita. Why are they still supporting the PSP? So I had, how okay. uh, Let's do a few more, and then we'll move on. Uh, April's best-selling PlayStation Network games. I thought this was interesting, because the number one best-selling PlayStation Network game in April was I Am Alive. Ugh. The best-selling Vita game Take was... Take my word for it, guys. Come on. The best-selling Vita game was Escape Plan, not surprisingly. Uh, best-selling uh, add-on was Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 Collection 1. And, oh, the best-selling PS1 classic, Final Fantasy 7. Mm. For, like, the 18th millionth month in a row. Well, 18 millionth month? Yep. Well, that's... No, nah, no, nah, PlayStation hasn't been around for that long. Um, that's not possible. And it, it is. It's, it's so possible that I just said it, in fact. And uh, why'd you do that, Ryan? <laughs> That's a, that actually shocked me a little bit. I was not expecting. <laughs> Ryan that. was holding out a marker, like as if he was going to hit me, and then I just moved my hand into it and blamed him on it. Gotcha. Him for it. Uh, finally, good. let's just do this final question. We're not going to. This isn't as comprehensive as usual, but because I don't know what I'm missing, but mm. this I thought was interesting. Best Buy seems to have given three PlayStation Three exclusives release dates, um, and this was found by a website called Trendy Gamer. They have Little Big Planet carding slotted for September 25th. PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale slotted for October 23rd, and Nino Kuni slotted for January 15th. Now, why the reason I think that those dates are actually legitimate is because they're not placeholder fiscal year dates. You know, it's not September 30th. It's not January 1st. It's not December 31st. These are actually very specific. Uh, September 25th, October 23rd, January 15th. Yeah. So I bet you those are the the real release dates. Sounds reasonable, although I'm kind of surprised that All-Stars would come out. Like, I kind of would have figured that that would be in development for a while longer. Seems like it was still really early. I mean, we just they just made the official un- un- unveiling, well, you know? Yeah, but I mean, they're just announced, just on, you know, just, an unveiling doesn't mean it's not that further along than that, you figure. Sure, but, you know, 
Uh, speaking of All-Stars, Colin Moriarty. Yeah. Russell writes in to beyond.ign.com. With the announcement that PlayStation All-Stars will be using a super system instead of relying on ring outs, I'm worried that this will eliminate some happy accidents that made Super Smash Brothers so successful. Things like guarding the edge and trying to catch people when they can't block or to get a KO seems like it will be non-existent. Do you know if players will be able to block the super attacks? Also, is there room for some happy accidents? Russell. That's Russell, it's funny question. you write in. I just saw PlayStation All-Stars yesterday. Colin and I, today... Recorded a PlayStation conversation about it. Hopefully it'll be up. I'll embed it in the article. If not, look for it later this week. I fell in your same camp. I played it, and I had fun. And then I had to ask them, though. Like, at the end, I'm like, I had a... Okay, so I won 11. You know, I won 11 to, like, 4. I just destroyed these other journalists. They were just crying. And I'm like, what the fuck did I do, though? Like, I don't understand. Like, and he's like, oh, well, you know, you, you knock people out with your supers. I'm like, well, what about just normal attacks? Like, oh, no. And I'm like, well, what, do the normal attacks wear people down? I'm like, oh, no. That's just building up your super. And I was totally... I, I was devastated. That just doesn't sound right to me. Yeah, that doesn't Colin sound has right. no problem with it. It's not that I I, I prefer we we played we you know so this past weekend we were fucking bombed and we played Smash Brothers uh, and it was really that fun. was one of the best nights I've had in a while. Yeah, that was so fun. And then and we I watched was, and then I we watched. Dead we need to do more. I love playing Smash Brothers. I'll yeah. play Smash Brothers all the time. And then all we right. watched what would uh, what would you do with John Quinones, which is Clint's great. Who is this man? Who is this man? <laughs> I, I love, by the way, about John Quinone is that what seemed to bother comments the most is how many people recognize John Quinone. Oh, Quinone's. it's such bullshit. Can't be right. Um, but, uh, yeah, we played it, and, and I prefer the system of having, um, you know, percentages, and you're more, and, and as the percentage grows, you're just easier to smash or whatever. Yeah. But I understand why they're doing this, because it's not, a, it's not like we said in the video, it's not a direct facsimile now, because the entire idea of the game is now different. As opposed to being like, oh, you take damage and you know you get knocked off the stage and all these things. Like it, then it would be like straight up Smash Brothers. And I kind of I kind of feel that Super our Superbot Entertainment was like we need to make this game a little different. And and I think the game is different. It's not ideal. It's I think that's probably what's going to keep it from not being as good as Smash yeah. Brothers ultimately. But you yeah. know, I mean, when something works really well, change it. It's one of those things they've gone so they've gone. <laughs> I think you said today that it's like ninety five percent Smash Brothers. Like why the fuck would you go that far but not the extra five percent? You know what I mean? Like and you're doing it with yeah. this. Thing. I think it's just a weird thing to explain to somebody, like because it, it's totally my first impression of the game. Oh, this is cool. It's pretty. Oh, Fat Princess rides around on a chicken for one of her specials. This is cool. But what am I doing? Oh, that's how you knock people out. Oh, what if I just punched them? Oh no. What if I use one of the items? No, that would help you go up. Or I think some of the items do knock you out. Or well, whatever. there's like there's just more. I think there's more nuance to the game. And this is what I was kind of talking to Rich. I feel like this game has just more nuance because it's about not only gaining AP and those little orbs, or whatever, to like do your powers, but it's about getting like. R- r- oh shit. Oh shit! I ain't got no cell phone. <laughs> I don't know. This is from New York, but I'm declining. Uh, it, it's about re- it's about reducing the 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 skill the skill level or the, the the super level of your of the fellow players. Like Parappa the Rapper has that thing where he like deploys his radio, yeah. and then it like shoots out all the orbs, and you can just gather them. But if you like punch Parappa out of the way, then you could just steal them from him. So there's like. M- there's strategy there. It's just different strategy. And also, I, I feel like this is a, a pretty common complaint, and I wouldn't be surprised if they fixed it you know, and did something else because there's time. It just it seems like a goofy idea to me is all. It just, it's hard to wrap your head around. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan right now. I still want the game to be good. I still want to play the game and everything. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's bad. No, yeah. it's, it's definitely not bad. It's definitely um, not bad. I, I'm excited for E3 because I think there are going to be new characters. I just, yeah, yeah, totally. I just want to play more Smash Brothers now. Yeah, yeah we, we had a great time playing Smash Brothers. Charles was just beating the shit out of us. Yeah, Char- we were clowns. I was, Charles, I was consistently second behind Charles, and I, I wasn't even his league. Oh, he was come just, on. He's I won, like, the last four matches. No. I was, I was. Yeah, do you not remember that? Were you too drunk? Probably was, but Dad. I remember. Char- <laughs> <laughs> I was all fucked up. Remember, because I, 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 I love Smash. Well, that's a little known fact. I mean, I fucking love Smash Brothers. I, do, and- you, do you remember when I was literally charging up the move for, like, five minutes, mm-hmm. and you were just like, 
just came and in. Slow, slowly trailed in, and then I just unleashed. You just go flying. I love when people go flying. Real quick before I'm, I'm afraid. Russell yeah. asks, can you block specials? Uh, you can't block them. A special will be broken by blocks. However, there are evade moves that if you can use to evade any special. So as long as you hit it and time it right, you'd be all right. Mm. Yes. See, it's... it's, it's, it's that's cool, and I like that. It just all comes down to sounding like the old wrestling games of like, I'm just I'm beating on you to get my special to hit the special to win. And even then, when I'm beating on you, you're showing signs of damage. You're moving slow, or you're you know holding your side or something. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, we better. I, we I, better see. I, I I don't really have a problem with it, but I, I I feel like I might understand their rationale, and maybe that's not going to be acceptable to most people. But and okay. it might ruin the game. I don't know. Um. Anyway, that's it. Oh, oh Tomb Raider got delayed too, but that's about it. 2013. Now a lot of yep. games getting delayed. Now the only, I think the only reason that I, I prefer the old way, and I know it's more work, so we can maybe we can find a middle ground. Because I feel like because you're just reading it off our site, people that have access to our site might have already just read all that. No, you're stuff. absolutely right. It's just this, this is isn't just, an everyday thing. This exactly. is like this is like I'm swamped and drowning right, right now. Right. So I, 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 I understand. We get it. We get I it. totally understand. I just wanted to give my feedback. We're gonna, we're gonna get you a Domino's gluten free pizza tonight. You're gonna, be, you're gonna be set straight. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Cool. By the way, you wanted to play Diablo three soon? Not soon. I got two Vita games to review because oh, I got okay. a deadbeat friend. Because I took your PC and uh, made it into Chloe's litter box. So oh man, that's all fucked up now. That's that's fucked up. Wow, that's, that's not cool. No, it's not cool at all, man. We have this giant Bro. PC in our living room. It looks like a How's the sleeping? fucking alien so tech. How do you I guys... asked you if you care. You don't even care. No, I don't care. You. So you guys said you all sleep together, and I, what yeah. I want to know is like how who like is the the the, the Mike, papa Mike, spoon? Mike Mitchell's in the middle. Mike Mitchell's in the middle, and yeah. are you the Papa Spoon? No, he, he lays flat. He lays flat on his back and, we and both, cradles us. In yeah, the, yeah, 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 and you're each like in yeah. his he, arm. He's okay. like the man that he keeps us protected. He's, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. you remember the end of American Pie Two. He's Stifler, and we're the two lesbians mm-hmm. from American Pie Two. Mm-hmm. That's a good I, movie, good it, film. It, yeah, we know. We just watched those. Ready for over ready for another uh, bombshell? No, no, I don't. Okay. I know you didn't see this one. Okay, you don't see movies. Yeah, I get it. Okay, tell me. I want to know. Never seen any American Pie movie. Have you, do you ever just look back out. and like you know how you always feel like an outsider in our culture and like you always feel like nobody accepts you or likes you that much? Do you ever <laughs> se- se- <laughs> do you ever step back and think about if you just didn't watch all these crazy YouTube videos for like fourteen hours a day? Maybe you could get some real movies in, right? Find a connection, uh, fix would, your hair, fix your clothes, get out there, work at a Burger King, and just make some friends. There was a weird combination <laughs> of real life shit in there and like like other, like anti truths that were going on. Anti truths. Yes. I think they call I think they call those false falsities. I'm above yeah. this. Yes. Uh, but I thought anti truth would actually sound more funny and powerful. Funnier. Uh, sure. <laughs> I would like to point out that ever since I joined Netflix, I've been trying to catch up on movies, and I, I often but you keep just watching go anime. back and actually I haven't watched uh, sat down to watch an anime in a while. Okay. Except last What's night. What's last night? Nef- yeah, okay. That was, yeah. Bubblegum Crisis. Uh, no, but that is a, an anime, so well done. Ranma Half. That, that's not how you say it, but like, yes, that's a thing. What do you say? How do you say it? It's Ranma, and it's like one and a half, I think. No, it's half. It's half? Yeah. Okay, sure. I just, I, here's the reason I know this, is because my, my brother's an animator, and he put, and he's a traditional animator now, but he was like really into Japanese anime when we were young, and he was really into, yeah, it's, it's Ranma. Ranma. Uh, but we had the Super Nintendo fighting game, which I think only like five people in the entire world had, and, and I was obsessed with it. So that's why that's why I know it's just it's nice. just it's just half. Half. But I know they have like there was a spinoff series that I think was like one and a half or something. It like could that. have been. It's something like I'm that. I'm sure it was as stupid as, as Ranma half was. 
with the fucking panda. That yeah, talked. just you know the problem is with that old Netflix thing. A lot of those movies aren't streaming. Yeah. Like I, for example, I went to go watch the original American Pie when the when the newer one was like getting ready to come out, and I was like, oh, this is a perfect time. Let me finally catch up on all these. It, none of them are for streaming, and I'm like, yeah. ah, I guess Colin and I had to buy them off uh, Amazon. I'm probably gonna just go Voodoo. and get the DVDs. Did we do I Voodoo? Have, I can't yeah. remember. Because remember, oh, Amazon right, yeah. was like. It kept giving us error messages. Now like, what's Are your you security sure? question? Now what's this? Now what's Sorry, your email? Fuck you. Wait, your account I, isn't registered. Oh, I fuck this. I have the and I have the DVD plan through Netflix too, so mm-hmm. I could easily, very easily, just get those. I just, I don't know why. I just, I love. Okay, I, I prefer want. streaming. Okay, I agree. I agree. You know what? You know what? You need to. I want everyone to write into Netflix and support them in their attempt to get Jericho back on the air as well, please. <sighs> yeah, that'd be huge. Please do that. Huge. That's it. That was. I was. So, I was so excited. I don't remember being that excited at work since Mega Man Ten was announced. Yeah. Where I like had to walk around for like a half yeah. an hour Wait. because I had so much energy. <laughs> when you did the rant, were you like intentionally pulling real life yeah. things from? I knew like, you worked at a Burger King. Okay, anymore. yeah, I thought, yeah, okay, that's what I figured because yeah. that was a very specific example. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, so Colin, yeah. a while ago you mentioned my PC's ruined, so I'm gonna yeah. have to go buy some games at the game store today. But where would I go to find out what's in those stores? You go to the official list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. Boo, 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 boo. Okay. Uh, boo. So yeah. nothing on PSP. Okay. Nothing on Vita. Shockingly. Okay. They're gearing. They're building up for the resistance. Yeah, they're building up for the two games that are coming out this summer for Vita. <laughs> uh, so here, but there are. Uh, well, well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You get tanks tomorrow, or next week, tabletop tanks, an AR game. It's not, it's good. It's only two bucks. Trophies. AR. You use the you AR cards. The cards so what if you don't have the cards? Print them off the IGN wiki. The IGN Vita wiki has them. Beautiful. 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 Um, oh, also, by the way, uh, welcome. we should get the Welcome Park number box on there, too, for people on the Vita uh, wiki. Welcome no, remember when it, Oh, right, remember right, 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 right. Remember right, right, when yeah. cheated the shit out of Welcome Park yeah, yeah. to get the trophies? Yeah. There was this, there's this, all, so there's like a, I got all the Welcome Park trophies except for like the one that had to do with the camera and moving around the pieces or whatever because it's really hard. You, you, like, and they want you to take a real picture. So someone put online like a, a 12, a, a box of like 12 numbers, like perfect squares. And you put them, you center it in the camera and take a picture and then you just move the numbers around the screen. And it was still hard as hell, but it was much easier than, than the other way. So we should, we Good should idea. do that. Um, Man, people go through such great lengths for things that don't matter. I know. Like I, like I'm doing with Diablo. Exactly. Or like I'm doing with uh, reading a book about Sputnik for some reason. <laughs> uh, n- there are four games for PS3. Max Payne 3. Yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones. Boo. Uh, Battleship. I'm assuming boo. Yeah. I haven't checked trophies on it though. And this one I have no idea that this game was even coming out and I assume we're not reviewing it. Test Drive Ferrari Racing Legends. It doesn't sound like something we need to be, <laughs> that doesn't sound like something we need to be checking. I'll review it. By Polyphony Digital. <laughs> but- Really? No. <laughs> They're not going to come out with another game for six years. Come on. Get your head on if the screen. <laughs> if they ever come out with a game again, yeah. I bet they shut down. I think Grand Turismo 6. Let's talk about it. the digital mom and grop shop. Okay. Uh, PSN games. You saw GoldenEye 007 Reloaded. Come there. 60 bucks. Uh, Jam Live Music Arcade for 10. Pixel Junk 4AM for 10. Prototype 2 for 60. Rock of Ages for 10. Sonic the Hedgehog 4 Episode 2 for 15. No new Vita games. No new PSP games. But there is a mini Velocity. <laughs> Then if you're a PlayStation Plus member, you can get a discount on Assassin's Creed, GoldenEye, and then you get Rock of Ages for free off the PSN. So there you go. Take mm-hmm. advantage of that. I didn't know that. I gotta mm-hmm. get on there and do it. Rock of Ages is cool. I, I, I played it such a long time ago when, when Aram from Atlas came and showed it to us. What's I, it I about? Like it was like, I mean, it's, like, it's, like a, it's a mix of genres, right? It's you're like a tower a defense game. Uh, basically, like you have a, a, like you roll, a, a rock is rolled down this course, and you have like all of these defenses to stop it from bashing into your your door to break it or whatever. Gotcha. It's very bizarre, but it's 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 cool. It's got like a art style that's very uh almost Monty Python ish. Like kinda nineties. Yeah, very nineties, just like Monty Python. 
Uh, PS1 classics. You get Mist, PS2 classics, Red Faction 2. Yeah, the Mist is... Uh, I kind of want to play Mist, on, uh, but I don't know how the port is. Mist is like such Show a seminal... Mist is like a seminal game. Like, yeah, I never played Mist. I played it, I played it but I, I'm, I don't want to go back. It's just, it's just an, it's an adventure game, but it's considered like one of the, the great adventure games. What was a game recently that people were saying was invoked Mist? I think I reviewed it, and I can't even remember what the fuck the game was. <laughs> Must have been good. The Datura? Datura. That's exactly what it was. Datura. Datura. PlayStation Move. All right. Um, so moving on, we, we've been doing a lot of your mail. Topic of the week. Uh, I saw well, Last of the Us last yesterday. Of us be the I saw The Last of Us yesterday, and uh, it was quite fucking good. Um, Colin and I did another PlayStation conversation about this one. It was, all, it was all... actually this one actually go off today probably hopefully. Yeah, that'll be nice. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, you know, Damon makes them look good. Yeah, he look good. he's, he's got. Sometimes he's got to take the time to make everything just just right. I, I reenact everything because that's what that what it's all about. Yeah, there was times where Greg was using my arm to punch him in his head. That he was hiding by my chair. He was on on like it's all a tour on the of force performance, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. If you if you can I'm find excited. this PlayStation conversation for Last of Us, but Last of Us, yeah, I got to see it yesterday. It's the gameplay demo that uh, Game Informer got showed. If you were following this week, we put up the ambush trailer or cutscene or whatever that had Ellie in it. Ellie was briefly she's a little bit redesigned. She's she's been de-aged a bit. She's younger, if you will. Oh, okay, interesting. Uh, her face looks a little bit different. Not it's one of those things. I think at a glance, nobody would have caught. But if you put them side by side, you're like, oh, she doesn't look as much like Ellen Page. And so this demo picks up right after they get in the, the end of the cutscene where they get in the car accident or whatever. They pour out people, or they, these guys pour into the truck, tear them out of it. Joel kills this guy really brutally by sh- slamming his throat down on this piece of glass. Uh, they, you know, they shoot a little bit, which kind of looked like Uncharted, but you only have like three bullets. A lot of hiding. A lot of after you, after you kill everybody in the whole room, one with a two by four, another by like fucking slamming his head on the countertop or whatever. It's then you go into total stealth mode to try to kill the rest of them, and like there's a really brutal sleeper hold kill and all this other jazz. Really cool. Uh, looks different than I mean, it feels different than Uncharted. It's invoking a lot of different emotions than Uncharted. You know what I mean? I think Uncharted's so great at being this cheery adventure where you're killing people, but you're not thinking about it. It's pulpy. It's action. It's fast. Nathan's got a one-liner, and this one is totally like this is eerie surreal. and quiet and fucked yeah. up. And these people are here to kill you and the girl you're with and stuff like that. It's really nice. Really nice switch. Yeah, I feel like. I don't know, man. I, I like. I feel like in, in an environment like that, in a post-apocalyptic world that's so serious and so dire or whatever, it's such a brilliant move on Naughty Dog to have this older, grizzled guy and this young girl that you're just going to care about because like everyone is so crazy that you don't know yeah. what's going to happen to her. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah. And so like, you're, you're, I, I feel like you're almost immediately going to be invested in protecting this girl because, exactly. like, as a player. Because if, you're not, if you're not caught up on the story, of course, there's these quarantine zones that, you, that people are still living in, but in, uh, somebody pays Joel to take Ellie out of the quarantine zone. We don't know why yet. And so that's the whole point, obviously. You're this, you know, basically, this, he, he kind of seems like a merc or whatever, guy, gun for hire, because t- at one point in this demo, Ellie asked him the question about, like, how did you know it was going to be an ambush? And he says, you know, I've been, on, I've been, I've, I've been on both sides a few times before. And so then she asks, "Have you killed people before?" And he's like, "Quiet." And she'll go, she's like, "I'll take that as a yes." And it's like one of those things where you're setting up already that he's not necessarily a good guy. You know, what I mean, they always kind of toyed with this with Nathan Drake. He's like, "Oh well, he's he's this tomb ra- raider, and all this stuff happens, and yada yada yada." But like this one is like Joel apparently is ambushing people and killing them out in the wild. You know what I mean? It's fucked up. Yeah, it is. It's uh, I'm so ex- I am so excited for that game. I- I just, I just, I don't know. It's just, it's such, it's such a ballsy thing to say, like, you know, you're gonna be this dude that's this 
murderer. You're going to be this guy, and and you're with this this vulnerable girl who's yeah. like got to be brought somewhere or whatever. And there, everyone is just fucking crazy. And see, that was you know, and that was the thing. Like when the truck gets in the car, the car accident is, happens in the cutscene. Then when it comes to in the gameplay, Ellie turns to you and the t- turns to Joel in the car and says, oh, "I'm okay." And then the door flies open, and this guy grabs her, and he's like this like filthy like you know vagrant whatever guy who's out in the wild, and he's grabbing at her and clawing her, pulling her out, and throws her on the ground and gets on top of her, and it's like. It's not, I was, I compared it to like not being like, you know, when Elena gets kidnapped by the pirates, like Elena's okay. Nothing bad is happening. You know what I mean? This girl is like right in front of you. And somebody wrote in asking like if there, if I didn't put it in the questions, if this, if we thought there was going to be like really graphic stuff with her and this and blah, 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 blah. And I think that's going to be the constant threat. That's definitely what they're going to use to keep you on edge. Right. That like even during the demo, like. So once they go around and they secretively kill everybody in that room, or once Joel does, Ellie at one point throws a brick. <laughs> when Joel's like pinned down, she pegs a guy in the head with a brick and then Joel runs out and fucking murders him. But uh, <laughs> once everybody's dead, Joel goes, you know, all right, you know what to do. And she's like, yep. And they start going around just scavenging, looking around and stuff. And there was like one part where they're working their way down a highway through all these abandoned cars to a, what looks to be a quarantine zone. Like it's got the quarantine stuff up and the gates closed or whatever. And they come, all, there's all these cars parked and all the cars have been shot. Everybody inside the cars are dead. And Joel explains that, oh, you know, they've been, they, they were probably killed by the military. And, she, and he has to explain, you know, the, the good of the many versus the needs of the few or whatever. And so, but they start walking and like he stops at a bus and goes in this bus and there's all these dead bodies and he's investigating and you can see her like wandering off, like going through the cars. And I was like, fuck, like why don't let her go alone? Like I would be outside of the bus with her. You know what I mean? At all times, we're trying to get her to come back to me. And so there was just that tension that, you know, I mean, just that enough tension of she's going on and she doesn't know what she's getting into because the demo ends. I didn't write about this in my preview. The demo ends with them approaching the quarantine zone, but they're down, they're walking up to it. And then all these crows take off out of the quarantine zone. And she's like, what's that? And Joel's like, shut the, shut up, get down. And they get down behind this car and stuff. And sure enough, like three dudes with axes climb up on top of this bus coming out of the quarantine zone. And Hum- so it's, humans. Yeah, yeah, three normal. Yeah, So still no infected. So yeah, yeah. It's, they've shown no infected since that initial trailer, which is weird. You know what I mean? And I put, I, I wanted, I asked, uh, there's a Q&A up on the site, you know what I mean? And due to E3 scheduling and how it all works, I couldn't get Naughty Dog on the phone or get to them in person for these questions. So I had to email them questions. And obviously, they're allowed to opt out that way. And it's, I think, why they do email. Most developers prefer email, right? <laughs> and one of the questions I had in there is like, tell me about the infected. What do they eat? Do they sleep? What do they do? Because it's like, I would think that they'd be everywhere. And they just cross it out. Yeah. They're like, nah, we're not going to talk about that. And that's yeah, obviously, I understand that. You know what I mean? You want to hold for your reveal. Yeah. They're showing different stuff at E3. So who the fuck knows? What I, uh, yeah. Oh, no, no, please. Yeah, I was going to say, if yeah, this is going back a little bit, but the, let's talk about Ellie for a second. I think it was, uh, do we know how old that character is supposed to be? She's young, right? Yeah, originally she was I don't even think she's a 14, teenager. right? Oh, yeah, she, originally I think she was. And so now they've dialed her back a bit, I'm saying 13, 12, yeah. 11, somewhere that little adolescent, somewhere between adolescence and I think it teenage. was actually really smart to try and desexualize and kind of create a younger version of this character because... It fosters a relationship which we don't often get in video games and in film and stuff and is the she's a little sister or even a daughter figure. She is not a romantic interest. She's not a, a sexual object. It is like this is a a person that you want to protect, as right. you said. And I think right, that was right, right. just a really smart – it creates a lot of cool tension and, as you said, like a, a relationship that's a little outside what video games usually tend to do. Yeah, Because most of the time if it was Joel and like – a 16 or 17 year old girl like who still might be vulnerable because she maybe a doesn't have combat training b she's like not you know she's like freaks out because as i probably would if a giant fungus monster ran at me <laughs> um it would you know 
you still want to protect them, but there's that underlying like sexual tension or romantic tension. But here it's, it's kind of removed and it becomes more paternal. And I think that's very interesting. Yeah. Definitely an interesting move. Uh, uh, she's, yeah. she's interesting already. Like in the little bit we saw there, you know, that Joel seems like he's going to be the super serious guy where she'll interject sometime. And he was talking about at a different point, he's walking and he's like, she's j- yammering about something. And he's like, we keep your voice down. And she does like a Joel impression. She's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. She's, she seems like she's going to be a super endearing character. I mean, cause yeah. you even, you even saw that in the original trailer. And I, I kind of wonder like where the original trailer with the, which is like still one of the best trailers I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I think better even than the one they just released. Um, where they're the infected are like chasing him through the house or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, he's like, you okay? And she's like, better than that guy or whatever. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. she's just like, she's, she's just, a, she's a little badass. Yeah. yeah and that's the thing cool. too. Like they're like, I, I mentioned it in the review, the preview I posted or whatever. I was focusing more on the action on what sets it apart from uncharted, but just the language. You know what I mean? It, it sounds like they're cursing and like she went right after Joel fucking murders the one guy by slamming his head on the counter. And she's like, what the fuck was his prop with something like that? You know what I mean? Like she's like, she, and like when she throws a brick at one of them, she's like, Hey, fuck what? And like, you know what I mean? Like, but it's not like, and like, this is a, Oh God, I just unplugged my headphones, but I think you're okay. Right. You yep, still hear me? I can right, still hear you. Uh, it's one of those things where for all the people who were like, when my prototype comet comeback, right. A lot of people were like, ah, oh, if this was happening, you'd, you'd curse too. And yada, yada, yada. And this is using cursing and using emotion the right way so far from what we've seen. I know it's just a short preview and two trailers or whatever, but that there's these peaks and valleys. You know what I mean? When right. she's walking around just with Joel, she's not like, fuck this and fuck that. And blah. But when they're like, you know, she was just about murdered or yes. something worse. Yes. If possible. And you know what I mean? There's all this stuff. So it's interesting to see that. I'm going to try to fix my headphones. Yes, do it. Um, and on that same topic. On that topic. No, I mean that, that's that's pretty much. It. I'm I am super excited for a lot of reasons for this game. I hope that that story stays strong pretty much all the way through. Me oh, too. also I, let's I, take let's take bets. I'm going to call. I have absolutely zero inside information. I know way less than Greg and Colin. Do we think that the reason that she is being transported, escorted, or that she <clears throat> plays a key role is because she somehow is involved with the cure of the <laughs> outbreak? I hope not. I hope I really I, like. All right, so here's the way I feel about the last one. Hopefully, and and this is another thing I don't think they answered for us. I really, really want to believe that this is game is going to be one game, and that's it. Like yeah. it's not going to be like so. I, I would when, like I would like that too. I like standalone products. Well, the, I see, really that's do. interesting because there's another question they didn't want to answer on the thing where I asked them that because I want to say in Game Informer, and I'd have to go look at my questionnaires and then that article again. But it's one of the ones on IGN that we you know we reported from Game Informer. It was that they were talking about how this was a self-contained story and there wasn't going to be a cliffhanger to it. Now, you could make the same argument that Uncharted are the same way. Uncharted's end. It's not yes. like, oh my god, Elena, hold on. You know, cut scene, <laughs> you know, whatever. But I would totally, I would love that as well. Especially for a studio as talented as Naughty Dog to be able to say, here's this great story we're going to tell you and now we're going to move on and do something else. You know what yep. I mean? And I, and I know that we tend to be we run hot and cold in that shit, right? Because if tomorrow they announce Infamous Three, Colin and I are gonna be like, "Fuck yes!" Like I want to see what this story is. But again, I wouldn't mind Sucker Punch going. Now we're gonna tell something completely different. Yeah, you know what I mean? and yeah. now for something completely different. I, I, I think I think the it's it's such an it's it's it doesn't make sense when you think about IP and developing IP and developing like you know uh, like a rapport with with gamers in terms of them caring about your universe. But I think what would be really cool about The Last of Us is if it's like, hey, here's this fucked up world. Uh, this virus happened. You're never going to find out why it happened or how it happened. This is what the infected gave us. Joel is paid to bring this girl somewhere else, and that's basically it. You know. And so, like, you're like the game is basically seeing the United States for ten hours or whatever in this 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 
our vision of like a post-apocalyptic world and then that's it it's over you know and and like that that almost go, runs against everything i care about in, in certain shows i mean that's why we love jericho and that's why we love the walking dead because we like the lore and we like to know like what's happening and more more about what happened and stuff like that and i i feel like i want to go now in, in another direction with the last of us and, and i i really one of my favorite things about post-apocalyptic movies is a long sense of mystery and intrigue which does have a cathartic um release of knowledge and um like a revelation i think that that's actually a really important part of these sorts of films these sorts of games it's just something i enjoy i love being able to watch stuff be curious make my own predictions guess about things and then learn about it later as long as it's done, you know, if it's done elegantly. And, of course, it can go either way. Um, there are some movies that don't really explain what happens. Uh, I don't know. I can't really think of it. Like The Road, for, for example. Yeah, that's, like, that's the example. Yeah, and, and by the way, I have not read the book. I've only uh, watched the film, so I know it's kind of lame. But, um, I, but, yeah, they never really explain it. And it totally works. That's cool. But I'm, I am of the type where I love to learn a little more about what happened. Yeah, I mean, that was that was what was so intriguing to me about The Road. I don't know, Greg, you never read it or so. No, I still haven't seen it either. I mean, I, I'm going to spoil it. Is that all right? Yeah, it's fine. Uh, so spoiler I'm just, alert. I'm, yeah, spoiler So, you know, the, the, what's brilliant about The Road, what's brilliant about what, the way Cormac McCarthy did it is, yeah, it's basically just a story of a father and a son. You have no idea what the fuck happened to the world, and you never find out, and they never even allude to it. The movie kind of alludes to it with, like, television stuff, like, where they kind of allude that it's a, like, huge natural disaster that just, like, wiped everything out, but the book does not m- mention any of that stuff at all. You know that he had a mom, the mom died, and now this father and son are just traveling across the United States for really no reason. You know, like, they're just tra- trying to get to water, and that's what the whole book's about. So you get little, like, you know, there's, like, you know, we know that some of these people have slaves, like, that they're holding, and they're, like, basically eating them. And we know that these people, like, are crazy, and they still have, like, working trucks and houses and, and generators and stuff like that. And we know – and we meet people that are still surviving on the coast. But you never really – like, it's never cohesive, yet it's, like, one of the best post-apocalyptic stories ever. See – And I think that's kind of cool. I could I, – I would – I don't mind The Last of Us, I guess, pulling the Uncharted card of just not ending whatever the story is here ending. You know what I mean? Not, and not that they both die or something weird like that. They get to their point, whatever – wherever he's taking LA, they get there, and then he drives away or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that's fine. I I, I wouldn't mind I, – I like them establishing that world and then having the option of doing something there again. You know what I mean? Yeah, Where, that would be cool. Whereas, it's like, yeah. it's like if you – I don't want them to go through and find a weather balloon that cures everything or some shit like that, but – you don't, to, want, you don't want it to end like Resistance 3? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah I mean, that's pretty much what I was driving at there. And then start making prequels set between games. But yeah, I mean, if they could do something like that, it's kind of like... Marcus. It's like Marcus. It's like The Walking Dead, right? Where, like the comic book, where there are no explanations in the comic book. It's just, there's a virus. This is our life now. And we're going to survive for as many issues as this comic goes. Which I think is cool. They have a universe. The downside of that is, is that, like, sometimes... And I love The Walking Dead comic, is that it definitely... There's definitely long valleys... Of like, all right, is something gonna happen? Like, I just bought this monthly issue now, and it's like, what the fuck is going? Why did I even do this? But then, like, there's a peak, and you're like, oh, there was a journey to get here. And like, th- with the Last of Us, if they were to keep doing it, if it, because w- I'm, I'm sure it's gonna be a, a success. If they wanted to do two, it'd be interesting to see it pick up years later or whatever, right? Like an older Ellie, and now she needs to get somewhere, and then Joel, you know, I mean, stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah play no, in the I, universe sandbox yeah, room. Yeah, I think no, I think I want to see an older Ellie. I think because then that just introduces all those typical themes. But I'm saying, I mean, it's flipping the script. It's no longer the same game we're playing as ellie now and we're out on our own mission and we're solo and yada yada, I, mean, yada. I guess that'd be cool as yeah. a possibility i mean we have <laughs> we have no, no idea what no, happens no, in yeah, the first for game for sure i like, I like fucking, the speculation i can't I, wait for I, the vita my my, <laughs> my speculation on it is that joel dies in the last of us so the the like and i've thought that kind of since the, the road-ish 
Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like the road, exactly, because you know the father obviously Oops. dies. Spoiler alert! Again. Uh, yeah, he already said he's gonna ruin the book. Uh, I didn't think he'd ruin it until right there when you ruined it. But, um, but uh, yeah, I, I I kind of agree with you. Like the, the universe is there if they they want to play with it. But I don't know. I I I'm just so excited about that game. I mean that, that game trumps everything else that that's on the radar. Like so hardcore. It's not even funny. I think Assassin's Creed Three is probably like the next game. I'm like so excited about it. It's like fucking miles behind The Last of Us. So. Yeah. After seeing it, I mean, it, it definitely is. Is this a, a, is is a game you would uh, take a day off to play? You should. Yeah, I mean, well, I suspect we'll... I'm, I think I'm reviewing it, actually, and I, I think... I, I suspect that will... Uh, That's a game you should just go home and just sit in your yeah. Well, I will, but, I'll, but I'm saying I'll probably go home and play, but I'm not going to take a day off because I'll be working, you know, technically. Yeah. And what I'm also excited you about, by, by, by the way... BT-dub. Because we are speaking of trophies, uh, is how this game's going to deal with trophies, and I know that the bullet scarcity is, like, a, a really cool thing, and I, I hope that there's a trophy, like, for never using a gun. <laughs> which I think would be pretty cool. Interesting. Uh, real quick, some questions about Last of Us. Uh, Philippe writes in, he says, I just read your preview for The Last of Us. Well, I thought what you wrote was great. I didn't recall your impressions on the graphics. I know the cutscene looks incredible, but since you got a chance to see in-game footage, I would like to know what you thought of that. Is it better looking than Uncharted? Thanks, beyond. But the cutscenes are in-engine, right? Yeah, exactly. So You're getting a good uh, reference point. It's it's strikingly beautiful. Like, I mean, it's it's really, really, really detailed, really, really beautiful. I don't. I, it's It's one of those things where, I mean, like, if I'm talking about Uncharted, I'm comparing it to three, right, in the desert, and it's all can- cascading and that giant pan shot and stuff. Uh, they're playing with light in a way that I think maybe looks a little bit better as far as shadows, but it's so early I wouldn't want to go out on a limb there. It looks beautiful, comparable with Uncharted already. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what it looks like finally. I think it looks phenomenal. Uh, Squid yeah. Crumb Bum writes in. <laughs> oh, Squid Crumb Bum. Yeah, yeah. Naughty Dog seems to be moving on from the fun-loving mass appeal Uncharted games to darker, more disturbing narrative of Last of Us. What are your thoughts on this? Good move for Naughty Dog? Yes. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a good move to diversify for sure. They have two teams, right? So one team was finishing up Uncharted Three. This team was out there working on this, and they are totally opposite ends of the spectrum. It's interesting for sure. I don't. I mean, yeah, I don't want him to think. I mean, we don't know, but I mean, I, I'm still saying Uncharted Four is a as an Orbis launch game. I, I, I'm PlayStation I, would, Four. The, play, the PlayStation Four launch up the lineup is Uncharted Four and. Anything else for <laughs> Killzone <laughs> Four, uh, God of War Four, and a whole bunch of stuff like that. Mm, mm, mm. Interesting. Mm. All right, let's get on to some quick stuff, and then we'll get the f out of here. Right? It's been a long show. It's uh, a good show, though. Yeah, been, no. I like. I really like talking about what I. You oh. know, the important shit. Colin, you answered Ryan O'Kelians. This is he. This guy's got a crazy name. I'm doing the best I can here, Ryan. I'm sorry, Ryan O'Kelians. I guess. Uh, beyond, if you could. Uh, only play one game released or expected to release in 2012, what would it be and why? Also, Colin, which are you more anticipated for? Assassin's Creed or Last of Us? Oh, The Last of Us by a mile. Yeah. See, it's one of those things I still feel like Assassin's Creed is is going to be different, if that makes sense. Like, I'm totally... Obviously, I loved what I saw of The Last of Us yesterday. I'm totally on board with playing it. I can't wait. But even in a way, it... I'm more excited for this like really crazy. Uh, it's so weird, I guess, because you can make the same argument I'm about to make to any of them. Different, inv- same kind of mechanics I know from Assassin's Creed. Awesome new setting, something that I historically have always been really interested in. Not so, not historically, but and then The Last of Us, obviously, different setting, different characters, same kind of thing. I don't know. Too close to call sometimes. It is, I mean, those are the two. I mean, I, those and are I, the two. And I also still haven't seen Assassin's Creed in uh, motion. Like, I still haven't gotten a good a demo of Assassin's Creed. I mean, the Assassin's Creed. I mean, real. Th- that, ala- <laughs> that Assassin's Creed 3 trailer that we that I broke down in Rewind Theater or whatever. I mean, that that game is fucking nuts. I mean, I, I don't want to take, like, The Last of Us to, like, overwhelming me, meaning that I'm not excited about Assassin's Creed 3. Because that game, it looks absolutely brilliant. Definitely. And I, 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 I just... Can't it's funny because you're the one that hate, like really did not care for any of the Assassin's Creed games. It doesn't even matter. Like I'm not even thinking about it as an Assassin's Creed game. This is a game 
that is looks like it's going to successfully take place in a in a time period that and, a, and in an event that no one has touched with a ten foot pole in games. You know, mm-hmm. except outside of the realm of like obscure PC strategy games and shit like that. Like this is a like watching watching the battle of Bunker Hill take place in the background, and he's like running around the periphery of it, like just fighting people, like while all of this like these salvos are happening and stuff like that. It's fucking awesome. It just looks so cool, and the, and he's just brutalizing people. He's just brutalizing people. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like remember when he kills that bear. Does he kill him? Uh, he, he just no, gets I think, confronted I think by the, the bear. bear. Just look is like. Murr. But I like the one, like the one scene in Assassin's Creed Three, right? And I don't know if you if you saw you saw the trailer, right? Like I saw the trailer. Yeah, I have someone caught the rewind. He's so it's just he's it's so cool in the trailer. Like he's running after this horrified British soldier like through the yeah, woods. Yeah. And it's like it's so cool. He's dropping. He doesn't have any of his weapons. He's like looking around. It's like I don't know. It's just insane. And and that one that hook gun where he or that hook yeah, yeah. not a gun. It's a like a some sort and of he implement. Pulls, he pulls the yeah. Dude like up he basically the like tree. stabs the guy and then just like jumps off the tree and just pulls him up. It was like an him. arrow with a rope. Yeah. yeah it's like oh, I was like holy shit. All right, final question of the week. Final question of Podcast Beyond 240. Comes from Josh Merchant. Quick fire answers. Uh, Ryan. Yeah. My fiance beat her first game, Costume Quest. Aw. I'm not knowledgeable about turn-based RPGs at all, so is there anything you can recommend in the style of Costume Quest that you think she would enjoy? Oh, um, uh, can you come back to me? Sure. It's it's a little tricksy. Greg, you mentioned Pachis and Wing Wings quite often. (laughs) Out of curiosity, how many times a week do you order pizza and or wings? Oh, man. It happens a lot. It's more pizza. Wing Wings doesn't deliver to me. So Wings, I, I should make, try to get them delivered tonight. I make wings every every week. Colin can attest to that. It's the first thing I make too. Once I get my groceries on Saturday or Sunday, uh, pizza. I mean, usually at least twice a week. Too much. I mean, when, you, sometimes uh, when you look in our kitchen, we have like a recycling bin, and, and there's just sometimes like eight boxes it's, of pizza. It's, it's disturbing how many pizza boxes because we all order at different times in the day. On the same day, the delivery driver will come to our house three times. He's done that before. <laughs> All right, and then Colin, your question. Yes, I listened to some old episodes of Podcast Beyond, and you mentioned your older bro- your older brother inviting you into his room so you could play some Final Fantasy VI and such. I know he is a quote super grown ass man end quote now, but does he still play video games? Um, no, not really. I mean, he he's uh, God, how old is he? He's thirty nine now. Oh my God, um, he's got two kids, and he's he's a grown ass man. He's an animator. He animates uh, for Sesame Workshop actually, and. Uh, so he's just really busy, but he has a PlayStation Three, and he he like down, like occasionally he's like, oh, I downloaded Mega Man Ten, or you know, I'm, I'm playing Street Fighter Cross Tekken, or he loves fighting games. Um, but like, I think like he plays like a, a handful. Of, like he bought like Super Mario Galaxy Two or something like that gotcha. for Wii. So like he plays occasionally, but I don't think he has like any time. And when we talk about games, like he when I showed him Vita over Christmas, he was like floored. He's like, wow, man. This is how far it's come. And the game that he brought me into his room for, and that story was Final Fantasy IV, because I didn't love Get your to shit play. together, Josh Merchant. <laughs> what's, Fuck! Wait, what's this guy's name, Josh? Josh Merchant. And he was asking about his fiance, right? Yeah, a, a turn-based RPG for her. Um, what I would say, Call, mm. I mean, help me, Call, on this one, is that I can't think of a lot of, like, easy games like Costume Quest that are very approachable, yeah. but I would, I would have actually said... Uh, if you don't mind, if your fiance doesn't mind waiting, Nino Kuni is like designed to be a very approachable, very simple, cute um, Japanese RPG. I don't. It's not necessarily turn-based. It has sort of an action-oriented system, but it should be very easy to get into. Here's one. I, I would actually f- recommend that one. Here's one I want to float. Okay. Not a turn-based RPG. I know. Okay. But in the similar sense of humor, easy accessibility, Death Spank. I know we all oh, have yeah, mixed. Maybe. I know, I know I Colin's really, not a Death Spank fan. Yeah, I don't really think those games. But are it's yeah. it's a total. It's it's like I'm gonna run out. I'm gonna kill these things. I'm that gonna bring back your things. I mean, I, yeah, I, Death Spank. That game's a lot hard. Harder. I mean, like that game gets really hard. Maybe for pussies like you. No, I mean that game. Right. That game Go gets, on vacation. That game gets, we'll take it from here. That game gets hard. Uh, you know, I'm surprised Clemens didn't recommend Eternal Sonata. 
Uh, I was th- so I was, and then realized that that's the game I, re- I recommend to every single listener that writes in with questions. But that's for like me. an accessible hey, Ryan, linear. My dad touches good Eternal Sonata. Uh, <laughs> that's what were you about to say? That's an accessible linear RPG. Uh, yes, uh, Eternal Sonata, but it's not the cute um, story the costume quest is. Uh, Eternal Sonata has a very serious, very surreal, uh, dramatic story. And if your mm-hmm. fiance is down with that, absolutely great game on ps3 i don't man i hope you can people can still buy that i haven't checked in a long time like where, where, where the price of that is yeah i wonder I'm what, sure you what's can that get on amazon it. i'm sure you can get it used or whatever if you really wanted to i mean that's when it's acceptable to get a game used to me is what you can't find it anywhere else anymore yeah that's oh man i should go back and play that again that was so good mm-hmm. but i'm gonna be playing diablo for the rest of my goddamn yeah. life so. i remember my xbox scratched the shit out of my copy of eternal sonata <laughs> and, and so i never unicorn horn unicorn horn unicorn horn it's like oh no <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Podcast Beyond, episode 240. Woo! Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, that was uh, fun. We love you very much. This is a great show. I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to put this one on the IGN blog roll. There you go. A lot of Last of Us information, a lot of good discussion on Unicorn the most, most popular game here. I'm going to take it down immediately. God but. damn it. Uh, remember, if you want to be part of the podcast, beyond at IGN.com. Remember, Podcast Beyond at the moment posts every Thursday. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a rating there on iTunes if you like us. If you don't, get fucked and don't do anything. <laughs> Uh, remember that uh, I spit all over the table that was too funny Podcast Beyond is fun and games and we enjoy it quite a bit but IGN.com pays the bills please go to IGN.com watch our PlayStation conversations read our articles just have 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 fun make it your homepage make it my IGN page blog a bit be part of the conversation comment and if you, if you do a really awesome blog there's always a chance you could get featured on IGN.com for all the world to see it's very true yeah. it's very true Ryan mm-hmm. uh, follow IGN on Twitter at IGN follow me at GameOverGreggy Colin is no taxation uh, Ryan is Pwam Cider. Uh, mm-hmm. The ghost of Andrew Goldfarb is SF Supco. Uh, that's it for now. Clements and I will hopefully be back next Thursday. Yeah. Colin won't be. He'll be down in sunny Palm Springs. <laughs> yeah, that's where he's going to be. Old New York. But uh, By the way, I get in Monday. If anyone's going to be, any, any of my New York friends uh, that listen to the podcast, going to be at uh, the Yankee game on Monday night. I will be there. They're playing the Royals. Oh, I will be there right way. after I get the... Uh, yeah, probably not. Not for, the, not for these Yankees. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I'll be there. If anyone's going to be there, it'll be fun. Remember, Podcast Beyond always ends with a song submitted by a listener like yourself. Today's song comes from Keller. Keller writes in, Beyond! Beyond! Beyond. My friend DJ Cutman makes awesome chip tune. DJ Cutman. Awesome chip tune dubstep mixes. And I was hoping Oh my god, this sounds awesome. Damon came over and was like, what is this? This is hot. And he he was, you know, Damon, he likes music. And I was (laughs) hoping you guys could play one at the end of the show. Attached is his song called Legends Never Die. Mega Man Legends 100,000 Strong Remix. You can find more of his work at www.djcutman.com. Thanks and Beyond. Well, Keller, thank you. It is a great song. We're going to play it right here on Beyond to end it. Beyond. 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 Listen up.
me be on. This is me eating some balls. <laughs> hey, Jenny, have you um ever heard of a vampire slayer? Do you mean the one girl in all the world with the strength and skill to fight the vampires, demons, and forces of darkness? I do. Oh, yeah. I've heard of her. Cool. My name is Jenny Owen Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together, we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Never seen Buffy before? We will protect you. Our podcast is spoiler-free, so first-time viewers can listen along safely. Ever thought to yourself, I wish someone was brave enough to write an original song for every single episode of Buffy? <laughs> Your search is at an end, my friend, because we did exactly that. So if you've never watched Buffy or if you're about to watch the series for the 14th time, come over and join us. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at BufferingCast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.